it, it's important to understand that like it doesn't matter what your team did. It doesn't matter what your team did. You can be a good teammate and still lose games. You can be a terrible teammate and still win games. And I think that we all need to stop worrying about winning and losing. And it's winning and losing doesn't matter at the levels we are. Um, we're not pros. We're not making money off of this, right? We're just trying to improve. And a part of improving is being accountable for the things you do. And also just stop being a dick. You don't, you can be accountable for your own play and not blame everybody around you because the outcome wasn't what you desired. If you're enjoying the content, please drop a subscribe and a like. Uh, please give me some comments if you have feedback or suggestions you'd like me to add to the process. Uh, if you're feeling extra generous and would like to support, please check out the Patreon page. There's some additional content that I do out there. It's all very small and it's not going to be an extensive amount. So it is pure support, but uh, it's in it. It's appreciated if you, uh, if you guys go down that path. Thank you and enjoy the stream or video. Hey everybody, it's JPC again, and this is episode number 19 of Back in My Day. This episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about being a good teammate and teamwork in general. Um, I'm doing this episode because I see chats in Discord all the time. I see stream posts, stream chats, and uh, in Wahoojins and in mine. And I've gotten DMs as well um, from time to time about dealing with bad teammates and how do you... Uh, overcome when your teammate doesn't listen or when those things are going on. So I thought this would be good, but it's going to go in a little bit different approach than dealing with your teammates because I want to talk about you as a teammate and the way that I approach being a good teammate and what teamwork means to me. Caveats, obviously, this is the way I deal with these things. I think that obviously my personality is going to be a little bit different from other people's and hopefully you can take the perspectives that I'm taking and uh, use them to your benefit um, or figure out your own version of what I'm trying to do. First off, I want to really talk about what I consider being a part of a team means and how that relates to, to Dota. Well, to Valorant. I'm talking about Valorant, of course. Uh, how it relates to Valorant, but how it relates to, to the games in general. I kind of did these things in, in Dota as well when I played Dota. And the approach is important because I think it really sets the tone for where my brain is at when I'm in a team game. Uh, when it was video games, when it was uh, sports, when I played Ultimate Frisbee, at work, uh, and in the, in the family when I'm being a dad or a husband. So teamwork-wise, teammate-wise, team-wise, I think that the team should work for each other. Um, I don't have a problem being sacrificial for the team. Uh, one of the reasons I liked playing support or pause five when I played Dodo was I was okay with throwing myself to save the carry or throwing myself to save the mid. And when it comes to Valorant, um, I, I, I try to do that as well. I'm okay with being baited. I'm okay with being the guy that people peek off of. Um, I feel like that structure, when, when you're a part of that team, um, you can be the most important person while not being the best person on the team. And what I mean by most important is if the outcome of the game is not based off of how many people I 
kill or how many towers I take or whatever it is, if it can be based off of me elevating my team, then I will do that 100% of the time. And I'm okay with bottom fragging if I feel like I have a, a impact from a macro perspective. And one of the reasons I play information, I love to play information, uh, I will play the, who'd you talk about, Zelnaga Tower, right, from, from StarCraft. I'll play the Zelnaga Tower position. I love getting into a spot and listening and finding out where people are and giving that information out. And sometimes that means I'm not going to take as many fights or if my team isn't able to execute on the uh, the attack or if they're not able to stave off the execute while on defense, then I'm going to be in a lot of 1vx situations and that's okay. Like I can recognize those things and I don't tie my performance with my ability to be a teammate. So I think it's important to figure out what you think being a good teammate means. And you should ask yourself if if other people would think that. I think that my perspective on being a teammate and being a part of a team, there are a number of people who can agree with that. Uh, if I'm the best person on the team, then obviously I don't want to be the person not taking those fights. But I also know that I, I just am not going to be that invalid. When I played Ultimate Frisbee, there were times when I was one of the better people on the team. And my goal was to be available for them. So one of the things in Ultimate Frisbee is you can pass uh, the disc back and forth uh, in any direction, kind of like soccer. You can go around. You don't always have to go forward like in football. And I had enough endurance and speed to always try to find a way to be available for my team. So if I got the, the disc up to somebody in advance, I would try to get to them quickly so they had a quick way to dump it off and give it back to me. Um, I wasn't scoring all the points. I didn't have to score all the points. I wasn't even throwing all the points. But I helped the team navigate the field in a way that um, elevated the others who weren't maybe as uh, had as much field awareness or had as much talent in terms of throwing or speed or jumping that I may have had. Um, obviously, I love scoring. Obviously, I love throwing a good throw, the, a great score um, and assists. I love those things. I love being top frag. Obviously, it's really nice. It feels really good to be top frag. Um, I like having a high KD. I like all those things. All those things are obviously good things to, to have. But my objective of a game was never to do that. And I will say that that was one of the hardest parts about playing um, Ruhujin's gold routine is the idea that as when I was silver and even into gold for, for a period that I'm playing Reyna, and my entire job is to just fight, fight, fight. I'm not playing for the team. In fact, I actually muted everybody in Agent Select and would just play the game. And that was very different. It was a different approach. And it is obvious that the idea of being a part of a team when nobody knows how to be a team, which is the purpose of, of uh, the, gold, the original Gold Guide, don't don't rely on your teammates because they don't know what they're doing. And at the end of the day, the person who fights the best wins. And that was unusual for me. It was hard for me to wrap my head around. And once I did, once I just kind of checked that box and I cl and it clicked, the, I shot up. Right. I, I think I got out of gold in less than three, or sorry, out of silver in less than three weeks. So there is a benefit to making sure you have the right team around you. Uh, but I wanted to kind of bring that up. Like, ask yourself, what do you think? 
what do you think being a part of a team means? And then is that a common trope of teamwork? Is that a common trope of a role within a team? And if everybody is a support, then you're going to have a hard time, right? I got to bring up support because I feel like that's where my brain is when I play. But if I have five people playing support, then we're not going to succeed. So you do have to have roles on the team and you have to make sure that the people who you're playing with um, accept that role. So with you, that's a little bit harder, but I'll kind of get into that in a little bit later. But I wanted to talk about the idea of what teamwork means, at least to me, and how I approach those scenarios, again, outside of games as well as inside of games. Number two, I want to talk about vulnerability and accountability and how they can go in tandem, but at the same time are, are very different uh, ways of, uh, of being a good teammate in, in my perspective. So the reason I bring up vulnerability a few times, I've done it in the chat, I know for a fact, um, and Wahujin has brought it up as well. So vulnerability is not uh, trying to allow yourself to be hurt. It's not wanting to be less stoic, right? That's not the idea. So vulnerability in this aspect means that you express what it is you're challenged with. Like you are emotionally trusting that you can tell somebody what you're challenged with and accept their feedback. So technically VOD reviewing is having somebody VOD review you is a sign of uh, allowing yourself to be vulnerable. I'm going to put my gameplay out there, especially with Hujin, who has thousands of, of, of players or of viewers. I'm going to put my bot out there. Um, I want to play live on t on stream and have coach um, review me and give me feedback. That's a vulnerable action. I play better, obviously, off stream. I play better when I'm not recording or streaming in general. And to agree to do that and let my mistakes be seen live in the moment and then get the feedback afterwards, that's a sign of vulnerability. That's allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Uh, and it is hard, it's not simple, um, it's stressful, always stressful to be vulnerable. And I think the other side of being vulnerable is um, accepting the feedback. You don't, have to, you don't have to listen to what everybody says and just take it all in and do it. But you have to hear what people are saying and then analyze it, decipher it, sift through it, and then pick out what it is you want to work on. Uh, I was a part of this writing um, class. It was online. And one of the things that they require is when you write something up, you post it and you get feedback. And they don't allow you to respond to the feedback for 48 hours or 24 hours or something. So people are just posting things about you and you can't respond to them. You can't tell them... I agree or disagree or whatever. It's about opening and listening to that. But the key part of that was just take the time to listen, read, 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 read. And then when you find something, you go, yeah, that is something I'm trying to work on. Then you take action on it. But if they're like describing, oh, I don't like your setting. This should be less futuristic. It should be more medieval fantasy. You can just go, thanks for your feedback. But that's not something that I'm worried about at this time. Um, obviously ask more questions right because if he ex that person explains that the setting could be better because of xyz and has a whole list of reasons why maybe that's a good thing to take on but if it's just a blanket your setting is shit um go on move on it's, it's fine right so 
be vulnerable enough to put your uh, your errors out there, let people see your mistakes, let people see uh, the things you're working on, and then take the time to listen and analyze what they're kind of saying. I'll throw out another sign of, of vulnerability, doing this, this podcast that I do, um, starting to turn it into a me on camera thing versus the PNG thing that I was doing before. Uh, the stories that I do with Hal and Bark, they are very... Um, they're very personal to me. This is a very new thing for me. It's a very personal thing. And it is me putting this out there is me being vulnerable. And the more I do it, the more I'm getting more comfortable with being vulnerable. And that's important. The other side is accountability. Um, I bring up both vulnerability and accountability because, well, let me put it. So accountability. It's, it, people consider it like a four-letter word, right? It's like it's such a, oh. I'm holding you accountable and that's bad. No, accountability is very, very, very important. And it's a sign of taking accountability for something is a sign of understanding that you have been vulnerable to this point and you need to be more vulnerable. You can look at something and go, no, I, I did this and this and this here. I can fix these things. And I think one of the, the challenges I see with people posting in, again, Discord and Stream Chat and the DMs at times are we're not taking accountability for our gameplay or our situations. And it, it's important to understand that like, it doesn't matter what your team did. It doesn't matter what your team did. You can be a good teammate and still lose games. You can be a terrible teammate and still win games. And I think that we all need to stop worrying about winning and losing. And it's winning and losing doesn't matter at the levels we are. Um, we're not pros. We're not making money off of this, right? We're just trying to improve. And a part of improving is being accountable for the things you do. And also just stop being a dick. You don't, you can be accountable for your own play and not blame everybody around you because the outcome wasn't what you desired. You have to fix that mentality so you can be accountable for the things you can control. And then just worry about those things. Pen Flash has had one of the worst runs that I've ever seen. And I have yet to hear him come back and just say, my teammate, my teammate, my teammates, right? I'm sure he has. I'm sure he's pointed it out, but he's working on something. He's accepting that the work he's doing is going to be hard and it's going to have him fail a little bit while he's trying to improve. And like, it's such a good mentality to just accept that. And yes, there's bad luck too. Like you're going to get bad luck when it comes to some rounds. You're going to get bad luck because there's a smurf on the other team. You're going to get bad luck because your team is not playing together. You're going to get bad luck because you had five people join a lobby and they're all support type players and they don't want to be aggressive. Like those things happen and, and they're out of your control. So just ignore them, move on and take accountability for what you can control. I actually have this book called Propeller. And it's about uh, it's something it's, it's it's business related, so it's not really about other things. But one of the things they talk about is um, don't use other people's uh, words. Words they're not giving you what you need, right? I need something for somebody, and they're not giving me the thing I need. I'm waiting on them. I'm waiting on them. I'm waiting on them. Don't use that as an excuse not to to progress. And I think you can use that tangentially for 
for Valorant, right? I'm waiting for my teammates to get better. No, you're not. Shut up. You're not waiting for your teammates to get better. Just do the right things and you will win more often than you lose just by checking those boxes. Stop waiting on better teammates. Stop waiting on no fewer Smurfs. Stop waiting on those things. Take accountability. Take accountability for what you can't control, which is yourself. And everything else is a variable that will be better or worse at any given game and focus on your own stuff. Okay, I bring up vulnerability and accountability in the same conversation because as a teammate, if I want to be a good teammate, I need to be able to accept that I'm accountable for my actions and other people are not responsible for my growth. They're not responsible for if I get better or not. I need to show everybody, show the world that I can be open and accepting that it's my fault when it's my fault. And even when it's not my fault for losing, it's my fault for not checking my success metrics. And I have to show that from vulnerability standpoint. And then I have to own what I can and can't do. And by doing those two things, I will always consider myself to be a good teammate because I'm not going to blame somebody for losing a game. It's on me if I am doing my pre-round routine. It's on me if I am panicking when I'm fighting, right? And, and I think the, right now I'm, I'm struggling through, I was talking to Ethan and Papa PP about this uh, and Zendikar about this, that um, I, don't, I don't have the proper mode of, of, of crosshair switch and minimap switch. I don't switch between those properly. And the only way that I can get better at that is to actively mentally focus on it in any given scenario. And because I can or cannot do that on my own terms, it's never my teammate's fault. And it doesn't matter if I win or lose, if I'm doing those things right, I am winning my games from the personal perspective, the outcomes don't matter. And I know this gets annoying. People keep, like, nobody likes hearing this. Stop worrying about winning and losing. Be vulnerable, be accountable, be a good teammate while you're being vulnerable and accountable. And the only thing that you can come out of that is, is just benefit to yourself. The last thing I want to talk about is get a duo, get a trio. I don't suggest five stacking, but I'm going to get a duo now. Code, so Code, who's a, who's a T3, um, we're going to start duoing. And we've already had conversations about how we're going to go through being a good teammate to each other and how we're going to also expand that and be good teammates to the rest of our, our team, uh, regardless if they're in our parties or not. And if you struggle with being a good teammate, you can never expect other people to be good teammates. I will tell you 100% as good of a teammate as I think that I am. If somebody is an ass to me, I'm, I'm done with you. I'm, I can mute you and go about my day because that's not important. If there's somebody at my office who is inappropriate or they have, uh, not inappropriate, but they're just, they, they don't work with me. They're not trying to, to come to a solution together. They don't want to compromise. I have zero time for them. And there's no reason for me to put in the effort to build that that friendship or that relationship or that co-workership, that's a word, then what's the point of working with me? And that's okay. I think that's okay to go about this. If, I can, if I'm willing to do that at work and I will, I will find workarounds for dealing with that person, I'm sure as hell not going to deal with you in a Valorant game. I'm not going to deal with you in a Dota game. 
And that's okay. That doesn't make me a bad teammate when that happens. But after gold, again, even almost waiting until platinum, I muted everybody. But then after gold, I was giving everybody a chance. And I'll talk a little bit about how this correlates back to vulnerability because I'll go back into code here too. But the way that I remain vulnerable when I go into scenarios is I offer my trust first. I immediately offer my trust and I allow that to be out there. I freely offer it. But I will absolutely take it away as quickly as I need to, to not get stressed out or worn out or, again, just pissed off in general about the scenario. So just trust everybody is going to come in. Positive intent. That's why positive intent is nobody goes into a game immediately trying to throw it or be, right? Obviously, some people do. But the majority of people, the high majority of people do not do that. So I will go in and with extreme trust. I will trust everybody. Let's trust. We're going to do everything. We're going to be on the same page. And then I'll just take it away. That's fine. If you're not going to be a good teammate, I'll mute you and I'll ignore you. I won't even mess with you. Um, that's how I remain vulnerable going into those scenarios. But I also remain accountable because just because somebody lets my trust go, uh, they lose that trust doesn't mean that it's not my responsibility to check my boxes. And again, it doesn't matter if we win the game. I'm going to continue down my success metrics regardless of what the other people in the, in the game are doing. Now go back to the code item. Code and I have agreed to be vulnerable about how we approach this. We want to do it correctly. I have a method that I'm following, which is a specific schedule where I do practice and prep on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we get into comp Thursday, Friday, Saturday, potentially Sunday whenever Dungeons and Dragons ends. And we've had this chat and we want to talk about it and, and we want to remain there. And I'm going to provide him, here's my success metrics for XYZ games. And he is going to help me remember that in game. Uh, hey, don't forget, you know, to, there's an enemy around every corner, right? If that's what I'm working on, there's an enemy around every corner. And whatever he's working on, it's my job to help him and remind him of that. That's me being a good teammate. I don't need to do that. It's not on him if I forget my success, success metric. If I mess it up, I'm not going to go, oh, you didn't remind me that round. Well, I might as a joke, but I don't mean it. It's not on him if I don't complete my success metrics, but he's going to be a good teammate and help me with that. And I think the idea of teamwork needs to be less about what everybody's doing for me and more about what I'm allowing myself to be open to do for everybody else. That's the most important part about teamwork is you're willing to be vulnerable and accountable for your role in your team. And then let everything else, let the chips fall where they may. You can, your games last 30 to 45 minutes. You'll get a new team right after that. Screw it. It's done. It doesn't matter. Get out of it. You're on a, a, a sports team. It's a league or it's a season. Fine. You got one season. Get out. Get out after the season, but do your best all season long. That's the purpose of being a good teammate. And I think that's what we all need to live into when we're always worried about what our team is or isn't doing. That's everything. All right, we're going to pause. Boom, bump there. I'm not going to do a recap because I think recaps are, are pointless now. The more that I kind of go back and through it. So anyway, no recap. We're going to do, I'm going to look it up real fast because I should have paid attention to this. I think we're going to do mindfulness next week. So mindfulness, I've been trying to do mindfulness journey uh, journaling, which is kind of discussing where I'm at mentally and emotionally and what is challenging me, concerning me. Uh, and just to be openly mindful about how I'm feeling in general. 
And I want to kind of talk about that and how that's helped me with, uh, with playing Ballard and learning and being uh, developing and be, trying to self-improve. So I think it'll be an interesting topic, but we'll see what happens. Mindfulness journaling next week. Thank you all for hanging out. I appreciate it. Good luck in your games, and we'll see you next week.